I'd like to welcome everybody back to Football's Family Podcast. I'm celebrating here. I'm celebrating because this coming Friday, which is a couple days from now, I'm recording this. I get to go see the Dave Matthews Band in concert for the fourth time up there in Nashville. First time was at Vanderbilt. The second time was at uh, Amphitheater there in Nashville. This will be the second. The, the third and fourth time will be at Bridgestone. First time going to Vanderbilt Stadium, I got to experience the Dave Matthews fans and what they like to bring to things. And needless to say, I ate before I left, went to the hot, the, the concert, but I was really hungry by the end of the concert. I don't know why. Don't know why. Uh, but their, their album that came out, their 10th album, it was released last Friday. It's called Walk Around the Moon. Now, to me, Before These Crowded Streets, my favorite. But I, I like this one. I like this one. I thought, how in the world... How in the world can I take Dave Matthews Band and make it so that we can have a podcast about football about it? Now, I think I did this before talking about how long they've been singing, but how can we make it so that they have a we have a football podcast? Then it dawned on me. Before, uh, walk around the moon, orange moon. I entitled this podcast, Walk Around Warren Moon. Who is Warren Moon? Now, many of you may not know who Warren Moon is. If you're younger than me, uh, you probably don't understand how good this guy was. Now, I don't really, his personal life is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about his sports life, his football life. Now, if you look at his records, I mean, his stats, he played on some bad teams. Now, in Canada, I didn't realize this, from 1978 to 1983, that dude balled. He won five, and I believe he won five straight. Yes, he won five straight Grey Cups with Edmonton Eskimos from 1978 to 1982. He won the Grey Cup MVP twice and became the first professional quarterback to pass for 5,000 yards in a season. In 1982, and he eventually also won CFL's Most Outstanding Player Award in 1983. We don't typically think of Warren Moon in Canada. He wasn't drafted. In fact, he was mentioned in one of my uh, previous podcasts about the great undrafted. He was probably one of the great best, if not the best, undrafted players to go and play in the NFL. In fact, he is the he was the first one who was an undrafted quarterback to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2006. He became the first black quarterback and the first undrafted quarterback to do that. That's amazing in and of itself. Most people, if you think of, if you think of the history, you think of Warren Moon, you think about his time playing for the Houston Oilers. When I remember him, I kind of remember him playing for the Seattle Seahawks. I love those. In fact, I have a Seattle Seahawks helmet from the old school Steve Argent days. And and uh, that that time, I remember Warren Moon playing for the Seahawks. He only played a couple of years for them. But the main reason I remember him and I appreciate him the most was from 1984 to 1993, he played for the then Houston Oilers, now the Tennessee Titans. The Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titans have a ring of honor in Nissan Stadium. And Warren Moon 
was inducted in 2007 on October 1st. I every time I go there, I see his name up on the board. I think, man, that's cool to be in the same stadium that is honoring somebody who was as good as Warren Moon. Now, again, if you look at his stats, don't pay as much attention to the 50%, 57% completion percentage. It was a different time. Now, he did, if you look about 89, 90, 91, and 92, and 94, 95, he did go above 60%. But most of the time you see him, he's in the 50s range. It's a different time. It's a different time. It was, and especially the offense that the Houston Oilers ran at the time. The Houston Oilers ran what is called, for the most part, 1992 especially, but he ran for the most part, what is called the run and shoot, what today is called the spread. What would happen is that the field would be spread with receivers that are speedy. In his case, he had people like Ernest Gibbons and Haywood Jeffries, which you may not know too much about them, but Haywood Jeffries and Ernest Givings and and, uh, Webster Slaughter and people like that were just amazing. They weren't that big, but they were fast. So you can look at the 92 Houston Oilers especially, and you can see that these guys were getting 12 yards, 10 yards a pop. And when when, – Warren played, which he only played 10 games that year. He got a lot more, uh, a lot more completions as a result of these guys getting open. The problem with that is you have, you don't have a lot of running. The running game was really lack, was really lacking there in Houston time. As a result of that, what most people remember about the Houston Oilers in 92 and more moon specifically was the comeback. The Buffalo Bills came back from being down 28 to three by halftime to win the game with the greatest comeback at that time in NFL history in the playoffs. Warren Moon rightly or wrongly was given a lot of grief as a result of that. But I want to point out something here. What he did in that game, he had 36 completions for 371 yards and four touchdowns. Insane amount of greatness. The defense, of course, he did throw two interceptions. One of the interceptions was in overtime. And I kind of relate to that, seeing what happened a couple of years ago with Ryan Tannehill throwing the interception, <laughs> basically where they could have won the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But Warren Moon was not the cause of the loss. Jack Pardee didn't have a running game. And his defense let him down. Warren Moon could only do so much. And at that time, at halftime, Frank Wright and the Buffalo Bills were on fire. They had nothing more that they could do. They just kept going. And the Houston Oilers were just in the way. So Warren Moon pretty much left Houston in that time frame on a bad note. It's bad to see somebody lose their career, something to that effect, in the next couple of years. It's just people remember him for one moment. 
he he did go on to play and did did well in a couple of places. He did well over there in Minnesota. He went and played for the Vikings. I remember that. He looked good in purple. He played for the Seahawks and he played for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a this guy was just an icon. If you want to look at modern day quarterbacks who were and I think I think uh Warren was not necessarily tall. Uh, they have him listed here. Well, excuse me, I was I thought wrong. They have him listed at 6'3. Pretty tall dude. Excuse me, I was thinking of 6'1, but he was actually listed as 6'3. He was more mobile than what you would think he would be. A lot of that you'll see is, is him running the ball. He had 22 touchdowns running the ball throughout his career. That's incredible for a quarterback. He had 1,736 yards rushing. You see people like uh, you, you'll see people like Michael Vick later on do much better than that because he he had that skill. But Warren Moon really was a trailblazer. He had a strong arm. He could throw forty or fifty yard passes without any problems. And he could run the ball. In 1990, Warren Moon won the AP MVP award. And again, as I said, in, he was later on put into the Football Hall of Fame and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I want you to listen to these awards. And I want you to think about learning more about Warren Moon. Nine times he was considered a Pro Bowl. He was considered for the Pro Bowl. He was all pro once. Five-time Grey Cup champion. 1990, he was the MVP, the Offensive Player of the, War, uh, of the Year. In 1989, Man of the Year. In 1997, this is much later on in his career, playing for the then or for playing then for the Seattle Seahawks. He was the Pro Bowl MVP. In 82, he was the Great Cup MVP. 80, he was a Great Cup MVP. In 1978, in college, he was a Pro Rose Bowl MVP. In 1977, he was the Pac-8 Player of the Year. As of 19, 2019, and this is going to be this is going to be hard to break. He was the passing yards leader for the Titans and the Oilers with thirty two thousand six hundred eighty five. Pretty hard to break at that point, but it can be done. But it's going to be pretty hard to break. Warren Moon is one of those guys that, when you think about it, his his career is defined by one loss. And it's not fair. He had an overall career, but he not only, and I want to say this, he not only overcame kind of a rough start going to a junior college and then going to Washington. He overcame a rough start, but he also overcame a start that many people deemed that a black quarterback can't do these things. He already had just a target on him because he was a black quarterback. Then what are you using for? Is he mobile? Yeah. Was he strong arm? Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Houston picked him up and they catered his off the offense around how great this guy was. They didn't give him a running game. Run and shoot was no problem for Warren Moon. He could do those things. He could do the pinpoint 10 yard passes. He could do the 50 or 60 yard bombs. He can run when he had to. He had that capability and he had longevity. Very long career, very good career. So when I want you, what I want you to think about is today, look up Warren Moon. 
See, see what you think about him. And let me know in the comments. Message me at Jeremy underscore McFarland. Follow and like this uh, podcast. Follow us on your play, player choice. And uh, let me know what you think about Warren Moon and what he did as a career, in a career. Thank you, and I will talk to you all next time. And we have a new sponsor here at the Footballers Family Podcast. It's Manscaped. Support for the Footballers Family Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code FAMILY at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man is it a game changer. Inside the package you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver, revival toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precision shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Now you thought that was good, but wait till you take your grooming game to another level. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the Weed Whacker nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary safe skin technology, which help reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The crop preserver below the waist deodorant and the crop reviver below the waist toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code FAMILY. That's get 20% off and free shipping with code family at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool with Manscaped.